Angus and Dave here. We're driving away from Molly's restaurant because they did not want Angus to come in. Something about the look in my eye. I guess they don't recognize Beagle Eye when they see it. Right, well. We're going to go get breakfast at Zips because that shit's delicious. Right, well, this is episode 82 of the Dave and Angus Show. And we've got some secrets on how to deal with your work. Which is a weird list about lying. Just little white lies, Dave. I'm, I'm not a big fan. Don't get your hammered all in a Kirk, Dave. Will you stop that? Not until Zach gets off his lazy fucking ass and makes me a fucking t-shirt that says Kirk my fucking hammock. Oh, we did get these cool beer holders. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Oh my god, Tim, thank we you. Like. This is not our Tim. No, this is not Tim the intern. This is Tim Canada. Tim Canada hooked the fucking Dave up pretty hardcore this time. He sent me ketchup-flavored Pringles. Dave is a happy boy. No, but he sent me ketchup-flavored Cheetos. That's the most Canadian thing I've ever fucking seen in my life. They were literally shaped into maple leaf. Every time you take a bite, it sings Oh Canada. I think it's my new favorite thing on the earth. Yeah, nobody got any more. It was just a feed bag as far as he was concerned. Right, well. Alright, so we're gonna teach you how to lie to your bosses no. so you can get some free time. We're also gonna talk about our favorite video game subgenres. We didn't know most of these even existed. I've also got a brand new stack kill on the 3030 Club. Which is all about the athletic competitional stuff. Right. I'm also gonna fucking tell my chitrin a story at the end of the day, I bet, probably. Those are horrible. Yeah. They're just the worst. And despite your guys' letters, I am absolutely not playing commercials in this episode. I don't know why you're being that way. Some people like the commercials. I'm not putting up with werewolf water toothpaste and shit. I'm kind of fond of booby cues. Up with which an Angus will not put. Will you keep your finger out of my face? I'm driving. Well, let's direct Steve where to put the intro music by saying the, the Dave and Angus Show. show. It's Best excuses to give to miss work if you don't want to go to work tough. David Angus top five for you. Angus and Dave here. Yes, we are. We're hanging out at one of the many Zips Hamburgers locations in the Spokane area to bring you another top five. Um, this one's a little sketchy. Yeah, that guy agrees. Um, Look, Dave really wants you to know that lies make baby Jesus sad, and also adult Jesus want to throw you into, like, a fiery eternal hell. It's best to conduct yourself in the most honest way possible. Wherever kiss us, these are the best excuses to miss work um, with. These are our top five. And Dave urges you to be ethical. If you need a break at work, then you need a break. Fuck yeah. But it's always best to be an honest person. Goddamn your kiss ass. But with that said, here's some ways to, you know. Tim compiled a list of the best excuses to miss work and we pick the ones that we've used and that we like the best. Something like that. And we're doing it while we have Zip's breakfast because it's really delicious. It is, yeah. Yeah, see, that fucking guy agrees. Right, all right. Well, it's customary for me to start, so I will start with my number five, car trouble. Car trouble. You call up your boss and you say, my car won't start. My car is broken. I drove it into a lake. I feel like that's a pretty good one, but then, you know, somebody might be like, hey, we'll come get you then. Yes, there's always those fucking guys. But you always run the risk of having a boss that's like, well, then run here or you're fired. I feel like car trouble might work, but you have to know the circumstances and your boss and all that shit. It's best to be honest in your life. Shut the fuck up, fucking Dave. just doing a thing here. Just suspend your belief of stuff. Of being a good person. There's a lot of shitty bosses out there, Dave. It's fine to lie right to their face. Now, they might deserve it, but do you deserve to be a liar? Holy fuck, Dave. Maybe you do. Listen here, Nostra dumbass. What? My number five is to call in and say, I hurt myself today. Right. You want to go hard on the details. I rolled my ankle on a Harry Potter-themed Lego playset. Right. And then I fell headfirst down the stairs, sprained both ankles and my wrist. Won't be coming in today. You've done that before. I don't trip on shit, Dave, right. but I have said it to somebody before. Right, you don't trip on anything. Fuck no, Dave. I'm like a cat. I watched you slip on the dock and smash your head on the boat like two days ago. You didn't see that, Dave. I'm no, basically okay. Barry Sanders. No. See, that guy agrees. Right, well, my number four, it depends on, you know, who your boss is or whatever, right. but a migraine is pretty damn painful, and if you've ever had one, then you know. Right. So if you're like, hello, Mr. Boss, I have a migraine that I'm suffering with today that I really don't think I can make it. And they're like, take two Advil and Italianol and get the fuck back to work, bitch. Now, it's tough to get rid of migraines, so. So Dave is saying fake a migraine. Well, I guess. I guess when you call him up, you got to call real soft and be like, please don't yell, I'm got a migraine. Well, I guess you got to say what you got to say. Well, that's a tough part of all these, Dave, is selling it. Right. But a migraine, you could probably get away with doing 
not work. Certainly. You get to work, you're there an hour, you've had enough of this shit. We got a migraine. We got to sell it. You got to bring sunglasses and be like, I can't look at the light. Okay. And don't bring headphones. Bring like earmuffs and be like, I can't listen to things. It's too loud. Oh, boy. But do have earbuds in there and listen to the Dave and Angus show on repeat. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm with you on migraine. I think that could be a useful one. Again, it depends on your boss and it depends on your job. A construction guy's going to be like, go fuck yourself. Right. A lot of office people are that way, too. And the service industry, for sure. Basically, good luck finding empathy from a person whose job it is to find a replacement for you in like an hour. Right. All right. I'm on my number four. Yeah. And it kind of expands on my number five. So you got a minor injury on my number five. This one is back injury. Back injury. It's really easy to fake a back injury, Dave. Indeed. I mean, you can find a girdle and throw that shit on and be like, I got to wear this girdle. <laughs> okay. A man girdle is called a myrtle, by the way. I doubt that it is. But it can be one of those mysterious injuries that comes and goes, yeah. you know? You've lied to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so you just call them up and be like, I hurt my back. Yeah. I'll be like, man, I probably should go to the hospital. I'm going to give it an hour or two and see if I can walk. Yikes, dude. I'll text you if I can wiggle my toes. And you've done that one before. People have a lot of empathy with back pain, Dave. It's a great way to betray them. Yikes. I don't like this list. We're helping people get a break from the rat race, Dave. I feel that for sure. Well, then stop being a morally sensitive bitch. Yeah, yeah, whatever. My number three is you could do this, especially in the food service business, I think. Calling a bomb threat. No, never do that, ever. Oh, yeah, never do that. But if you call in sick and say that you have the runs. Who wants to tell your boss they have the runs? All the things that cause the runs are not going to be something you want around food handling. I think that's one of those things that you heard at work, Dave, no. and it's not true in the real Ma- world. Maybe. That guy fucking agrees. No. But if you took a shit in the beans, Dave. Then you'd be arrested and fired. Remember in high school when that dude took a shit in the beans at the taco place? Oh, God, that's right. I think that guy stabbed a dude in prison. Like, how the fuck are we talking about this now? You're the one bringing up the runs and food service, Dave. Well, I imagine if you call him up and say, well, I don't think I should be around food today because whatever I have going on is very digestive. Yeah, tell your manager, Miss Elizabeth, that you got the shits today and I won't be coming in because I'll be shitting all day. Now it's my number three. All right, well, I got a super effective one for you parents, especially if you have multiple chitrons. Sick kid. Yeah. Only psychopaths and youth sports coaches don't give a fuck about sick kids, Dave. Youth sports? If you can stand, you're in the game. What are you talking about? I'm talking about an ace in the hole sick kid. Yeah, people do immediately understand. Dude, this is one of the few where you don't even have to explain it, dude. You can just be like, sick kid, can't come in today. Right. And when you got a minor injury, you're like, oh, I fell down and I fucking did this and I had to do that and I have to go see a guy with sick kid. You're just like, sick kid, bye. <laughs> right. And there's no checking in on that shit or whatever because that's spying on chitrin and that's fucking creepy. All right, you got a foolproof one. Fuck yeah, that guy agrees. <laughs> but if you get hurt, they want to see a doctor's note. They don't want to see your chitrin's doctor's note, Dave. Right, they probably don't. They're not going to call the school and be like, is that chitrin there or what? All right, we get it. That's a good one. You're welcome. My one that I could kind of justify in my head if I was trying to get a day off work is family emergency. Master number two? Yeah, just like your last one, you probably don't have to explain anything. Right, you don't have to explain that the emergency is inside you and that you might have to kill someone if you don't get a day off's work soon. Right. I guess that would count as a family emergency. I could see how it could. Right, but aunts and uncles, all that shit, you know, there's tons of stuff and whatever. Well, there's a bit of a paper trail, but it's probably pretty easy to get away with. It's best to live your life with honor and to earn a reputation of trustworthiness by being trustworthy. Go Kirk your own helmet, Dave. Living a life where you don't lie to people is, you know, very liberating. Eat shit, Dave. All right, my number two, ready? Yes. Just like back pain is easy to fake, Dave, so is tooth pain. Right. Dental emergency, Dave. Okay. You call up your boss and you're like, dude, I broke one of my back molars, man. And they're like, you better get the fuck to work. Oh, people understand tooth pain. It's a fucking bitch. That's true. If you work in the customer service or some shit, it'd be like, hi, welcome to this place where I'm in severe pain. Right, you could probably get a day or two off. If you got a real shithead for a boss, they might want to see you produce some sort of evidence, but most of the time not yeah. for that shit. You've done that a few times? Fuck yeah. Right, okay, so time for the honorable mentions. Lay it on us, bitch. That's not as strong as the other ones, but a pet emergency. Yeah, it's not as strong. A lot of people have empathy, but you shouldn't lie to people. Even if we get it, Dave, fuck. But people have animals and whatever. All right, this list is making Dave sad. Well, when we're dishonest in small situations and what happens in big situations. Then I kick the situation in the fucking 
fucking dick, Dave. Well, pet emergency, you know, God forbid that that happens to you. But be happy to use it against Todd, the middle manager of the fucking dipshit place you work at. Yeah, whatever. All right, my honorable mention is to make shit up about your house. Right. Or your apartment, doesn't matter. So, like what? Well, one that might work is saying that you're locked out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that you've been locked out of it for a long time. Okay. Another one is to say that bad things happen to your house, like a flood. Oh, yeah. Hey, boss man, can't come in today. My house is flooding from the rainstorm last night. Boom. I guess I can see that working. You know it would work. Fucking that guy agrees. What if they want to come over and help you out or something? I don't know. Have the hose on hand? What? Well, one time I said that my house was haunted and I hadn't slept for three days. There's no way that that worked. No, I got fired, but I did try. Nice, dude. How shit? You know, maybe a bedroom fell apart or maybe there was a little fire that you have to take care of or some shit. I don't know, Dave. Don't play with fire in your house. I'm saying to lie about fire, Dave. Don't fucking lie to people in general. It's not a good rule for yourself. Write down, Dave the Sage. All right, I'm tired of this list anyway, so my number one is mental health. Ask for a mental health day. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's an honest way to say I am being worked too hard. And they can say, get the fuck out of here, Dave. They sure can, but at least you're being honest. I don't know if you'll understand this or not, Dave, but I really, really want you to shut the fuck up, fucking Dave! in my ear. It's my gift to you as a lunatic. Ask your boss for a mental health day. That's an honest way to say, I feel like I really need to take some time. Yeah, the response to that from a lot of bosses in a lot of industries is a boot up the ass day. At least you're being honest. All right. Well, my number one was safe for something actually good. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, this works every time for an Angus. Better than back injury. Yeah, because if you say you hurt your back and then they see a skateboard and later they're like, well, mm, that's kind of fucked up. Right. And the sick kid thing, some of them, if they ever see the kid again, will be tempted to be like, hey, how are you feeling now? And they'll be like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's not foolproof, but I got this one that's foolproof. I can't wait to hear it. Well, upon arriving at a business type situation where I'm employed, right. I introduce myself as a practitioner of a religion they've never heard of before. Okay. You gotta make it up, though. You do? Yeah, so if they go to look it up, they'll be like, oh, fuck, I can't find it. Well, then they'll think it's fake. You're gonna go up to a guy and be like, I think your religion's fake. Well, they're all fake, Dave. Well, calm down. Well, they certainly can't all be right, but they certainly could all be wrong. Yeah, yeah, calm down. I make a different one up for each job that I have. Okay. Then if I make some shit up, it doesn't, like, contradict some other shit that I said at some other point. It is best to live your life with pure honesty and just deal with the consequences. I'm telling you, Dave, if you say, hey, I got this holiday for this fucking made-up religion that you made up and you told everybody about for weeks, for months, and then you're like, hey, I gotta take off a Tuesday this month because of my holiday religious shit. And you think that works? It worked for fucking years at multiple places, Dave. I don't believe it. It worked at the Wendy's. I worked at that Wendy's with you in the 90s. And it worked at Arby's too, bitch. Okay. It worked at Al's Auto Supply when I worked there. You just made up religion. You don't even have to really tell people what it's called. You just say, I'm really into this thing, and so I can't be here on a Tuesday, Dave. Okay. And you get and you should get paid time off, but me at least a day off. Right. Well, I don't feel like I need to say this, but don't try any of this at home. Because it'll make the Jiminy Cricket gods all sad and shit, Dave. Yeah, it's great to be honest with people. Whatever, Dave. You lie all the time, bitch. I strive to be honest in every situation. Dumb. All right, religious holiday. That's how they go. Yeah. Like I said, take some preparation. You can be creative with this too. Oh boy. If you're gonna Photoshop or some shit, you could probably come up with a brochure. Don't do that. Shred it around the office. They'll be telling the boss, be like, oh, he can't do this thing first Tuesday of every month. He'll just have to do this thing. It says religion. You're very disrespectful person. Yeah. All right, I think it's time for the next segment. No, we should tell him no. all the good ideas. Tell him no. you're sick. You got the flu. No. Tell him that you have COVID or some shit. Do tell him that you donated blood and you're feeling bad from the donating of blood. What? Tell him you couldn't find childcare, Dave. Right. Tell right. him that you're locked out of your car. I'm going. Tell him that you're waiting for an important delivery no. that if it gets stolen, no. you'll end up like, you you're know, ridiculous. on the, on the, the street car. someday. Come on. Come back, Dave. No. You can tell him they have food poisoning. Like that you got the E. coli. Sports ball. I finally get a segment. Sports. 
sports ball, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sports ball. It's about cool sports stats. Sports ball, fucking yeah. Sports ball. Let's learn about statistics. Let's do sports ball things. Sports ball on the stat kill. Stat cast, stat kill. Sports ball, yeah. This is stat cast, stat kill. Dumb. Angus and Dave here. This whole segment starts with you saying sports ball ten times. Yeah, eat my dick and ball, sports fans. I don't see the point of shitting on things that other people enjoy. Well, fuck you for not understanding how the world works, Dave. Well, stat kill is meant to demystify some of the things in sports. We can just celebrate cool achievements through statistics. That's fucking stupid as shit. Right, well, anyway, we're waiting for his daughter to play her last soccer game of the year. Right, and there's always this team that we watch that's a bunch of dudes before them, and we're kind of like friends and fans right. now. I don't know any of them, and I don't even know the name of the team. Shut the fuck up, fucking Dave. Well, it's still baseball season, so we're going to talk more baseball. I'll try my bestest not to say sports ball or sports bean, Dave, but I'm going to come up with something. Please don't. Athleto nuts. Okay, so we're going to talk about the 30-30 club in baseball. What is that, Dave? Well, thank you for asking. It's 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases in a season. But it doesn't sound like that much. It is. Well, how many games they play in a season? 162. Well, plus the playoffs. Man. They also play a lot of spring training ball. So 30 home runs sounds like not a lot in 500 games, Dave. A regular season in baseball has 162 games. And hitting over 30 home runs in a season will generally put you in the top 10 of the league's leaders. Which is where an Angus would be if he played. No, he wouldn't. And 30 stolen bases is up there, too. Probably top 10 as well. So this club you're talking about. The 30-30 club. You're trying to tell us that there's some sort of badasses. Well, there's tons of fun stats for baseball fans to enjoy, but I think the 30-30 club is probably one of the best. I'll try and turn my excitement up. Well, it's a combination of a player that hits for power, 30 home runs. Also fuck loads of money. And there's also an elite base runner, which, you know, 30 steals. I'm trying to turn it up. Now, the first person to do it is a guy named Ken Williams in 1922. Never heard of him, but I'm sure he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, actually, he's not. Really? Yeah, despite playing 14 years and having a 319 career average. Well, where's the committee in which I complain to for this? Definitely Cooperstown. Well, consider this my complaint. Well, there are 40 members of the 30-30 club. Hell of a sausage party, too. And 13 of those players have done it more than once. How many times did Babe Ruth do it? Zero times. What about Mickey Mantle? No, his career high in stolen bases was 21 in a season. King Griffey Jr. must have done it a few times. No, just like Mantle, he hit plenty of home runs, but no. his career high in stolen bases was 24. Well, that renders those candy bars worthless now. Like I said, 1922, Ken Williams was the first player to do it. He had 39 home runs and 37 stolen bases. We're with you, Dave. Then 34 years went by, and no one else accomplished a 30-30 season. For three decades, the 30-30 club was just wherever the fuck Ken was? Yep, and then 34 years later came Willie Mays. All right. And in back-to-back seasons, he went 30-30. Well, that's twice as good as Ken. In 1956, he had 36 home runs and 40 steals. Oh, my daughter's waving. Wave at my daughter. Yep, I, she doesn't give a fuck about soccer. Guys, sweetheart. And in 1957, he had 35 home runs and 38 steals. All right, so there's three guys in the club, and one of them is the same guy. Yep, there's only two guys. And then Hank Aaron did it in 1963 when he hit 44 home runs and had 31 steals. Hammer and Hank. Hank Aaron, by the way, is just a stat machine by himself. Well, he was the all-time home run champion before Barry Bonds came along. I even know that. And Hank Aaron is the man that broke Babe Ruth's record. And now you know sp- b- baseball stats. Yeah. I was going to say sports ball, but I didn't want to pull the daisy out of your feeler bouquet, Dave. The 30-30 club took off in the 1970s, and over the years, more and more members have been at it. Now there's a reason to have a secret handshake, a cool clubhouse. Well, like I said, there are 13 players that have done the 30-30 thing multiple times. Well, tell us who they are. Um, I'll say that Bobby Bonds, the father of Barry Bonds, did it five times. Fuck me running. Between 1969 and 1978, he did it five times on five teams. Shit. And he actually had two full seasons with the Giants where he did it, so figure that out. Don't make me do math, Dave. There's only one other player in Major League Baseball to have had five seasons in the 30-30 club. Is it Nolan Ryan, Dave? No, Nolan Ryan was a pitcher. Was it Yogi Bear, Dave? No, you shut up. His name was Yogi Bear, bro. Uh, boo-boo, Dave. And there are no catchers in the 30-30 club, nor are there pitchers. Not even Shohei Otani, Dave? No, but it's possible. He's a very fast runner and steals a lot of bases. But not 30. Well, he just missed it in 2021 when he had 46 home runs and 26 stolen bases. Well, it doesn't count that they had a way more home runs than he needed. Can't they switch out? No. Meh. Now, Shohei Otani 
has 40 home runs so far this season, leading the league, and he has only 16 stolen bases, so he may not get there. Well, he's a pitcher, right? I'm one of the best in baseball. All right. All right. I was talking about Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds had this 30-30 thing five times, and so did his son, Barry Bonds. But he did the cheaty cheat, Dave. I feel he was exonerated in court. Anyway, to go with the many things that Barry Bonds has done in his career, mm-hmm. his 30-30 seasons, most ever. And tied with his dad, that's cool. It is cool, and both of them had seasons where they just missed having a 30-30 season by a few steals or a few home runs, both of them. I'm almost certain that my dad has yelled at both of those players on the TV. An outfielder and second baseman named Alfonso Soriano had four seasons of 30-30. Well, all three of these guys should be in the Hall of Fame, right? None of them are. Well, shit. But Alfonso Soriano is one of four members to an even more exclusive club. Is it the one where they eat people? No, it's the 40-40 club. Oh, shit, where people hit 40 home runs and then steal 40 things? 40 bases, yeah. So that makes you the super badass. Alfonso Soriano was the most recent in 2006. He had 46 home runs and 41 steals. And the first player to ever do it in Major League history was in 1988, a guy named Jose Canseco. Oh my god, my mom had a crush on him so much. Uh, didn't she move down to Miami to bother him? She did. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, uh, bitch. That's, he's part of the 40-40 club. Fuck Jose Canseco, Dave. Right, well, in 1988, Jose Canseco, like I said, was the first. He hit 42 home runs and he slid in and had 40 stolen bases right at the end. whoop de fucking do Barry Bonds was the next player to have a 40-40 season when in 1996 he had 42 home runs and 40 steals. Fuck Jose Canseco, Dave. It's not his fault your fucking family's nuts. I choose to not look into things more deeply nor care if what I think is true. Dave, fuck you. Then in 1998, Alex Rodriguez hit 42 home runs and stole 46 bases. Three out of the four members of that club are like not well liked. And none of them are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, there are no catchers and no pitchers to have ever done a 30-30 season. They're focused on the other part of the game, which is tossing the bean. And the majority are outfielders left and right field and center field sometimes too. Okie dokie. There's only four shortstops in the club, mm. four third basemen, three second basemen, oh. and two first basemen. Please tell me that a bat boy has won this prestigious award at some point, Dave. Yep. Bat boys don't play baseball, Angus. They're wearing uniforms. Just a few more stats on the 30-30 club. That's good, because my daughter's about ready to play. The most home runs in any 30-30 season came in 1997 by Larry Walker when he had 49 home runs and then 33 stolen bases. We almost had 50 home runs. Is there a 50-50 club? Nope, nobody's done that yet. Oh, but, oh. but Barry Bonds had the most stolen bases in 1990 with 52. So even combining Larry Walker and Barry Bonds, they still would have had a 49-52. all of baseball history, we've never seen a 50-50. That guy will get all the money. A few more fun things. The youngest player to ever have a 30-30 season was Mike Trout in his rookie season. As a rookie? Now, in 2012, he was just 20 years old, but he had 30 home runs and 49 stolen bases. Well, he must have had another 30-30 season in his career. No, in 2013, he had 27 home runs and 33 stolen bases. Oh, shit. And in 2016, he had 29 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Balls, he missed about one. Now, and he hasn't been stealing that many bases since. But he's been bean-bopping. Right, well, the last person to have a 30-30 season came in 2021. It was a guy named Cedric Mullins where he hit 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases on the nose. Well, shit. And of the 40 players in the 30-30 club, 29 of them batted right-handed, 9 batted left-handed, and 5 were switch hitters. And that means they didn't give a fuck. They just went up there swinging. It meant if there was a right-handed pitcher, they would bat left-handed, and if there was a left-handed pitcher, they would bat right-handed. David Petey. Well, let's put it all together for what's going on this season. Bringing it together. There are four players in Major League Baseball right now that are in the running for a 30-30 season. Well, shit. And one of them in 2019 had a 30-30 season. Well, tell us who he was and do it quick because I got to go watch my daughter not give a fuck about soccer. His name is Ronald Acuna Jr. In 2019, he had 41 home runs and 37 stolen bases in only his second year in the league, mm. the year after winning Rookie of the Year. So he's a super badass. He is, and this season he's already leading the league with 53 stolen bases and has 26 home runs. So he's almost there. And there's about 50 games left to go in the season. Well, good luck, Ronald. Now, like I said, there's about 50 games left in the season and there's three players that are kind of close. Okay. Diamondbacks rookie Corbin Carroll has 21 home 
home runs and 36 stolen bases in 109 games. So he's getting close. Godspeed, Corbin. Bobby Witt Jr. of the Kansas City Royals. He's only in his second year, and he's got 20 home runs and 34 stolen bases. 34. Yep. And then there's Kyle Tucker of the Astros. He has 20 home runs and 24 stolen bases. We'll see what he can do. Well, there's a reason to give a fuck about beanball. Right. It's always tough to watch a player get really close to the 30-30 club if you care about the 30-30 club. I don't. Or the 40-40 club. I don't. Like Vladimir Guerrero in 2002 had 39 home runs and 40 stolen bases. I wonder if he was sad counting all his money. Matt Kemp in 2011 had 39 home runs and 40 stolen bases. Aww. And like I said, Ronald Acuna Jr. in 2019 had 41 home runs and 37, so just close. And it drives you stat guys fucking nuts. It does, so I hope he doesn't hit 29 home runs. I hope he hits 30 or 40 or 50. I don't know. Alright, it's time to watch some soccer, Dave. My daughter is going to be picking grass and throwing it at the other kids. Right. Well, this has been Stat Kill, and this has been about the 30-30 club, and I hope you enjoy baseball. No, thank you. Tough Favorite video game subgenres that we can figure out what they were. Top five. David Angus Top Five. For you. For you. Angus and Dave in my basement, we're playing video games. Now we're playing the original Grand Theft Auto 1. I'm dusting off the old school shit and we're playing some retro games. Now, Grand Theft Auto 1 is top down, it's crazy. It was one of the first times that you could run over a guy and then you saw blood in the like tire tracks. You were like, what the fuck? Now this game pushed all sorts of limits even back then. It blew all our fragile little minds. Yeah. I have another one where they're in England, man. Yeah, yeah. Grand Theft Auto 2 was all fucked up like this, even cooler though. Right. It's amazing how this company grew. Yeah, it's just mind blowing unless you understand how the Atanamuli work, bitch. Right. Grand Theft Auto is a bit of Atanamuli is fucked. Okay. But we're down here. We're not doing a Dave Nagus play. We're doing a top five. Now, this one's kind of complex, but it's our top five video game subgenres. <laughs> Coming through, bitches. So I'm kind of learning what subgenres are just as much as you guys might be. Yeah, there's somebody right now that's listening that knows more than the Wikipedia, Dave. Right. Well, hopefully this top five doesn't frustrate the fuck out of you. Just know it was a risk we were willing to take. Yeah, fair enough. All right. So subgenres, again, are things like, I don't know. It's not action or action adventure. It's the shit in there. Right. First person shooting, third person, open world. Sports games, MMOR, whatever the fuck. MMOR. RPGs and all the MMOs. I cannot begin to tell you how obvious this is, but I'll MMO your face, Dave. Right. I definitely felt that one coming after 82 episodes with you. That's just in this run. We've done so many together before this shit. It's like we're in each other's heads at this point. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so my number five would be what's known as the Metrovania genre. Is that like horrorcore, Dave? It's named after the first two popular games in the subgenre, Castlevania and Metroid. I'm busy killing shit, Dave. Well, games like Castlevania were a platform game, but you'd have to go back and forth and collect things, and you'd have to kind of go explore. Yeah, Dave likes to explore fantasy. Fantasy shit. I do, yes. Metrovania, that sounds like something that you'd get on pay-per-view and it'd have Hulk Hogan in it. Right, well. Come to Metrovania, brother. Right, well, that's my number five. Right, an Angus likes third-person shooters. That's what an Angus do. Okay. You can think of games like Max Payne. Yeah. Army of Two. You and I have played that a bunch. Yeah, a long time ago. Remember, remember? What it was. We played Crackdown. Remember that shit? I remember you whining about stuff and that, yeah. Whatever, bitch. But the best of all was destroy all humans. That's the number one. All right, so that's number five for you. I made this list before coffee this morning. I don't know. All right, my number four genre would be sports games. Just any of them. Well, I've already said what my favorites are. But, yeah, don't repeat but, that shit. As a genre, it's definitely up there. Why, it's precisely your number four, I guess. Yeah, man, I love a lot of different kinds of video games. So. You just can't help yourself, Dave. You kiss ass everything, even video game subgenres. I like things about the world. Kiss my ass. All right, well, sports games for Dave. My number four, you want to hear this? Not really. I've been getting into it lately. Please don't say it's Atari porn. Atari porn? What are you talking about? Nothing. What were you going to say? I was going to, hmm, I was going to say survival horror. You hate that shit. I thought I hated that shit, but it's kind of fun to get scared as fuck, Dave. Yeah, it can be. I've been hanging out with some other friends that aren't you. Good. And we've been playing survival horror games in the 
VR, Dave. I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I'm like, fuck Dave when I'm playing it, you know. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but survival horror, and there's lots of that. Well, you're just an enigma wrapped in a mystery. I'll be your fortune cookie. All right, so survival horror. Yeah, Resident Evil I've been playing, Silent Hill, like I said. I don't know if you said that. Whatever, I like being scared now, kind of. Okay. All right, well, my number three. Number three, what you got? Our simulation games. Okay. There's lots of different subgenres in there. Okay. I would say games like SimCity and The Sims, and also racing games where you kind of race almost realistically. Yeah, there's that one kid that was really good at video games, and he, like, got on the track and did really good? Right, it was more complicated than that, but yes. Well, does that mean that you know how to build a city or some shit? No. All right, well, there you go. I've always enjoyed those kind of games, especially when they get it real realistic. Well, like the pilot simulation games? No, those are way too sophisticated for me. Hold on, Dave, I'm breaking the law here. Hold on, hold on. Well, that's my number three, so what's your number three? Fuck, hold on, shit, gotta do some stuff. Right. My number three is what are called platformers, which I didn't know they were called platformers till just today. Yeah, and that's things like what? Super Mario. It's a jump, run, and climb verse. Right, and the games you're thinking of. Fucking Contra, Earthworm, Jim, you know, the greatest games of all time. Right. I think Donkey Kong established this genre, so there you go. Now, way back in 1981. Davidpedia for the random shit. Well, here's some Davidpedia for you. How about Minor 2049er in 1982? How about I've never heard of that shit? Right. Okay, so platformers. I'm trying to concentrate that shit. Well, we are doing a podcast, you know. Whatever, dude, I don't talk over your turn. What are you talking about? Yes, you do, and we're doing a podcast. Whatever, do your number, whatever. I'm on number two, and it's MMORPG. And tell the good folks what the MMORPG is. Well, that's short for Massively Multiplayer Online Role-Playing Games. Also known as Super Dork Shit. Whatever, it's some of the most fun games that there are. Well, they tried to do that shit with Knights of the Old Republic for a while. That was cool. It sure was cool, dork. Things become cool when an Angus decides to do them. You no. should know this, Dave. You should understand it. Right, well, anyway, World of Warcraft was one of my favorites. That's some deep-down dorking. Yikes. That shit's dice deep, you know what I mean? I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> it's dice instead of balls, you get it. Well, there's lots of MMORPGs like Elder Scrolls, EVE Online. Dorkscape. No. RuneScape is great. Well, God bless all you MMORPG players. Right, thank you. All right, what number are we on? You're about to give us your number two. What are we talking about? Yikes, you're shit-faced, aren't you? Yeah. What the fuck are you sipping on there? New batch of ass beam from the Moonshine family. Ass beam. Butt glow. Max, what's your number two? Fighting games, Dave. I'll punch your face. Right, like Mortal Kombat. Exactly that shit, Dave. Right, tech and all those cool games. Even Super Smash Bros. is on my list of games there, bro. Man, I didn't realize this, but he's got a fucking straw, and he's just going ham on Some his... Some of it's Mountain Dew, bitch. Yeah, on his daddy's moonshine. Lunar light, bitch. All right, my honorable mentions would be puzzle games. I like all sorts of different kind of puzzle games. Fuck and dork. But there's games like Myst, or, you know, even like Tetris. I think they all kind of fit in that genre, but... We don't fucking know what the genres are, Dave. Right. We did just learn about it. We picked from a list that Tim made, so we're stupiders. Right. We you know something I know for sure, Dave? What's that? Tim fucking sucks, Dave. Yes. Being in the realm of Tim sucks. Yeah. Knowing that Tim knows that we're alive and he can talk to us whenever he wants to yeah. sucks, Dave. Right. Knowing that he knows that we're alive and that he probably wants to kill us yeah. also sucks, Dave. Right. He wants to wear an Angus' skin as a tracksuit, Dave. Yeah, probably. Anyway, my honorable mention is wherever the fuck Candy Crush is. I think that's a puzzle game. Yeah, well, I'm doing that shit all the time now. Okay, so time for number one. What's well, number one? Well, my number one is open world role-playing games, also known as sandbox games. Well, fuck me sideways in the rain, Dave. That's exactly what my is. Yep. Except for I also have a tie with first-person shooter, bitch. Oh, there you go. Remember how I said you couldn't tie? I do. I cooked your hammer, Dave, and I put in a tie. Right, so open-world games and first-person shooters. It's best when they combine the two like fucking Fallout, bitch. Yep, those are great games. Well, Far Cry. Yep, also great. But I'm real happy to come home after a long day in the studio with your ass right. and just simulate headshot popping with some Call of Duty. Fair enough. But I also like Halo a lot. Now we know. So open-world RPGs and first-person shooters. Right. And that's our top five video game subgenres. Once again, I think it's very important to note that my list is Empirical Science and Dave's list is hibbity-jibbity. Right, well, it's all subjective. Hibbity-fucking-jibbity, you Kirk Hammond. 
Well, let me rhyme upon my feelings about the weeks ahead. We got a boatload of you fuckers that we gotta get fed. Because this ship is expensive and the beer ain't free. There's a lot of shit we gotta accomplish before we head out to sea. We got two weeks of training and a boat to make float. We gotta raise a lot of money so an Angus can glow. Illuminati scum fucker, here we go. Illuminati scum fucker, grab the oar. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the walls. Said, hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the Oswald. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the walls. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody. There's not an ounce of sense in that Angus head Shit. Nothing stops an Angus cause he's stupid Mama, You got your mind made up and your mind is dumb And now I'm stuck filling out insurance forms I'm sorry You want a boat away to somewhere that you think is real But isn't cause you haven't thought it through And cause you haven't got a reason to be questioning yourself Because your narcissistic mind is telling you that everything is all okay it's not. You want a boat away to somewhere that you think is real But isn't cause you haven't thought it through And cause you haven't got a reason to be questioning yourself Because your narcissistic mind is telling you that everything is all okay it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the walls. Said, hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the Oswald. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody out there, seek the walls. Hey, now, seek the walls. Everybody, everybody, seek the Oswald. Once again, Angus Blackburn Jr. is going to tell some bedtime stories to his children and probably scar them for life. And if you listen, you know, the same thing could happen to you. So don't say we didn't fucking warn you. All right, you little shits. Hi, Daddy. Hi, Daddy. Why aren't you two asleep? We want a story, mm. story about firemen. Story about firemen. And we want Mommy to tell well, them. Well, it's Lady's Night Out for Mommy, so it's just you and I, children. We don't want a scary story. Mm. No scary stories. No scary stories. All right. We have a story about a YouTuber. A you? No. YouTuber. We're not talking. No, there are no good stories about YouTubers. YouTuber no. Alright, how about a true story about YouTuber. a dog? A puppy? No, he was a mature dog. His name was McGruff. McGruff? That's right. He was a bloodhound born in 1979. Wow. Which means he's 308 years old in dog years. Do dogs live that long? McGruff does, but let's go back in time. Okay. No. Oh yeah, to the late 70s when McGruff started out teaching dumb kids about not doing drugs. Don't do drugs. That's right, because drugs are really expensive. Drugs are expensive. Now, McGruff didn't start out just teaching about drugs. He first started out with little things like, hey kids, lock the doors. Okay. Hey kids, put the light on at certain times. Should we lock the doors? Little Chitron, this house doesn't have anything that's unlocked at any point in time. Okay, Daddy. That's right, and Angus handles this shit just like McGruff. As the 80s got more intense, child abductions became a thing. Robbery, and then the anti-drug shit. Anti-drug shit. Fuck this shit. It was always McGruff's mission to take a bite out of crime. What does that mean? He would bite crime. With his mouth? No, he'd bite it with his ass. Yes, his mouth. Fuck this shit. Now, back in the day, while on the hunt for an international drug ring, old McGruff and his nephew Scruff were in the shit. In the shit. And, and there was Scruff and McGruff, and they're shooting. They got machine guns. Pow, 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 pow. But his nephew Scruff, he's like stupid, so he's got this little pop gun. He's like, pow, pow. Yeah. McGruff's like, get that fucking stupid shitty gun out of here. Pow, 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 pow. Fuck this All shit. All right, that's the last one you get. Fuck this shit. All right, you're both cut off. Fuck this shit. Whatever, they're in there shooting. Pow, 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 pow. And he's got the little gun. Pow, pow. He's like, shut the fuck up with that little thing. Pow, 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 pow. And you know who they're shooting at? Yeah. The dude that killed McBuff, McGruff's brother. That's stupid. Fuck he was a corporate rabbit known as Quick. Worked for the Nestle Company. Chocolate. And before Scruff and McGruff knew it, they were surrounded by Quick's gang. Bunny rabbit. And you know how rabbits do. There were a lot of them. Can I have chocolate milk? Fuck no. Now they were surrounded, but old McGruff had his trusted Tommy gun and he was like, bah, 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 bah. he was just mowing fucking bunny rabbits down. Chocolate milk and pudding coming out everywhere. Rabbit assholes in the air. I heard that blood and guts. Scary, it's the real world when you're shooting a goddamn Nestle Quick bunny rabbit. There's blood and guts and pudding. I don't like it. Well, you're really not going to like this because Scruff is killed in the melee. 
fuck is you? As he's laying there dying, covered in chocolate milk on his own intestines, <laughs> with his dying breath, he says to the camera, you change your passwords frequently. Okay. And then Scruff died right there in his uncle's arms. I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah, I'm sleepy. Fuck this shit. And forever McGruff was changed. For a while, he followed the AKC's dog show circuit and tried to bang his way to happiness. Okay. But now McGruff goes around and he tells people to change their passwords frequently. He also tries to help mitigate bullying. We're going to go to bed now, Daddy. Yeah, we're going to bed. Fuck this shit. Sometimes on a full moon, you can hear McGruff. Howling at the moon to his lost scruff. I'm asleep now, Daddy. Fuck you. I'm sleeping. All right, my little people pets. You get good night's sleep. I'm sleeping. I want you to think hard about the anthropomorphic crime-fighting dog and what he could have done to save his nephew. I'm sleeping, Daddy. My work here is done. Well, it's time for the end of this fucking madness shit. Killing it, Dad. Here we go. What the? F- you're playing Doom? Yeah. I want to play Doom, Dave. You've been playing Grand Theft Auto 1 for like two hours. I leave to go tell my chitrin a masterful story and I come back to this shit. Yeah, well, I just started playing Doom. Well, I think you should get the fuck out of my house, Dave. We're supposed to do a whole David Angus play. Yeah, but instead, I think you should get the fuck out. I don't want to. Instead, I want to wish happy birthday to one of our loveliest turds, Brittany Lynn Whitehouse. You don't just get to wish people happy birthday when I'm telling you to get the fuck out of my house, no, Dave. It's a little late, but happy birthday. Happy birthday, Brittany. Now get the fuck out of my house, Dave. We're supposed to do a David Angus watch on Grand Theft Auto 1. Well, that's why I had the fucking game in the fucking machine, and then you took it out to put in Doom, Dave. Right, well, I didn't know how long you were going to be. So now I got to sit here and watch you suck ass at Doom. Pick up that fucking armor, Dave. My armor is full. Whatever, bitch. Right, well, this is the end of the show. Thank you guys for joining us. Hey, you guys learned how to get out of work. It's best to live honestly. Fucking, we learned about some video game subgenres. Right. We kept it commercial free, which we know we're going to get some shit for. We're sorry. We'll bring back the commercials. It was Angus's idea to get rid of them in the first right, place. It takes a focus from an Angus. Right. Well, this is our last commercial free one, at least maybe for a while. So that means booby cubes and, fuck, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the 3030 Club. We learned sports things. Right. And next week is our last week before we hit the road. We don't even know where we're going. Well, where are we going? We'll tell people next week. See, fucking Dave doesn't know. Yeah. Well, thank you to Don Fisher, Chris Brooks, and Bodie Senyata, the trusted turd triad. Thank you to PJ and Minnie at the Scatcast subreddit. To all the order of the elder turds in the Patreon and all the patrons in general. Yeah, it's huge what you guys do for us. You get a hold of us at info at scatcast.com. Huge thanks to our fat cats, Matthew Pernar, Jason Clayser, Lucifina Lightbringer, Jasper Garland, also known as <laughs> Donald Fisher, David Carpenter, Jake Fav, Ryan Myers, and our newest fat cat, Shauna Johnson. Huge shout out to the scat meme army. Welcome back, Corbino. Yeah, the Facebook gods, they took him out. But he came back with fucking a vengeance. Yeah, he did. So he's probably gone again. Right, well, it is very much appreciated. Having a world-renowned, award-winning podcast is one thing, Dave. <laughs> you don't have one of those. Oh, you're on it, no, Dave. It is not those. But things. having an army of memesters? Yep, yep, oh. Gone right to your head. Oh, fuck yeah. Now, huge thanks to all the folks that are manning all the different Scatcast groups. Check out Just a Ride comes out tomorrow. Yeah, and check out Can You Don't with Joe Paisley and Brian Albrandt. That came out yesterday. And keep sending those links to unsigned bands. All genres welcome. Very much so. It doesn't have to be a band. Any kind of artist. Well, it's got to be music. You can't be like a sculptor. We can't really help you if you sculpt things. Right, but you can send links to info at scatcast.com. I'm sure there's a place in the Discord you could put it. Or you can join our private shitbox. Facebook, baby. And you can post it in there. Yeah, we've been listening to tons of great new music we've never heard before. Yeah, and we'll share it with you soon. All right, get the fuck out of my way. I'm playing Doom now. No. I'm bored of watching your bullshit. No, whatever. Also, big thanks to the garbage disposal, our buddy Alan. Much love and respect to our kind-hearted I'm friends. trying to grab the controller. Not shooting the demons good enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, that's it for today. Get the fuck out of my house, Dave. All right, well, join us next week for another Dave and Angus show. show. Actually, Dave, you want to drive me to Taco Bell? Not really. It's Bang, bang. That motherfucking quick rabbit killed McBuff and Scruff.